Welcome to Map It Marketing for small business owners who want to become more confident and capable in their marketing. I'm Rachel Claver, and I'm a small business owner just like you. I've learned that there are so many different things that we are supposed to do all the time. And trying to work it all out is quite frankly often very confusing. In this podcast, we're going to explore what those things are and whether you need to pay attention to them. Ready? Let's get started. There is nothing more frustrating than doing all your marketing on everywhere and being busy with it and getting the activity going and not seeing any leads come in. Why does that happen? Well, often it's because we haven't targeted our messaging at the right person. This episode is all about you and me going through and narrowing the arrow of who you're targeting to. And I'm not just going to talk about whether they have to be 35 or 45 or male or female or live in the suburbs or the country. We're going to look at seven different ways that you can narrow that arrow and get to your target market. This is perfect for people who want to increase their leads, increase their effectiveness in their marketing and get in front of the right people who are ready to buy what you sell. So let's get started. Started. I'm so excited with this and make sure at the end you listen to the action points so that you can take action on the stuff we've learned today. Why hello there and welcome to episode five of Map It Marketing. I'm Rachel Claver and I'm so looking forward to having this time with you today. I'm looking forward to it so much that I've decided to keep you all for myself and talk to you about one of the things that I help my clients talk about and work through as we narrow the arrow and help you get your messaging right. The thing is that there are a lot of tactics out there and I can talk tactics till the day comes home. I love tactics. I love being able to talk about tips and tricks and get those quick little wins of, oh, that was fun and look at that engagement that that post got. But if we don't have the underlying principles of our marketing sorted out, we can get into a bit of trouble. One of the areas that small business owners often struggle with is how to best target people. And when we're working out our marketing messaging, it's so important that we get our messaging directed at the right people. If you tell me when I ask you, who's this for? And you say, well, we sell to everyone. To me as a marketer, you're taking a blunt butter knife. And you were stabbing me very slowly backwards and forwards until I slowly bleed out on the floor in pain and agony because no, we cannot market to everybody. We need to be as specific as possible. And I calling it, I call it narrow the arrow. And what that means is that we have a um, an arrow that helps us like push through all the noise. And, and that arrow needs to be nice and sharp and pointy because there's so much other stuff going on out there today. So if our um, arrow is like got too many people that we're trying to target into, it makes that arrowhead really, really fat and bulky. And, and that tip of that arrow becomes quite blunt because imagine like if you can put your hands together and you think of a really sharp point and then you just move your hands out, it becomes like a much blunter tip, which makes it harder to break through all the noise. 
there are so many marketing messages going out all the time. So to narrow who we're talking to helps us define how we're going to talk to them and what we'll talk to them about. Now, in traditional marketing, we often talk about this thing called the target persona, target market. Some people use the word avatar. I personally don't really like that phrase because it always makes you think of that movie. Um, And I feel like it's a bit of a jargony word and I try and avoid jargon. But what we're trying to do often then is we're describing a person. They might be 35 to 45-year-olds who have chihuahuas and like taking walks in the rain and like like shopping um, for supercars. I don't know whatever their target market is. And that's great and that's good, but that's not the only way we can target. And often that group is still quite generic or we may have specified a particular type of person but haven't thought about all the other things that are involved in that marketing message. So today I want to share with you seven other ways you can use to to narrow that arrow and help define the market. Now, you don't need all of these. Um, For some of you, you may only need one of them. Um, For some others of you, you might choose two or three. We, We use a couple of these and I'll go through and I'll tell you which ones they are. But I want you to walk through them with me today. Now, to help you with this, if you would like to, if you're a pen and paper person, once you've listened to this, or if you want to do this alongside, you can hop on rachelclava.com slash podcast, take a look for the show, not, show notes for today, so it'll be under episode five, and there will be a link to download a workbook that we've used as a part of a webinar that we've run on the same topic. So you can, you'll can have to put your email in, um, it just means it will tell you when the next podcast is up, but you'll get that workbook that you can get for yourself to walk through and fill it out so you can do this work for you. You'll still learn a lot if you don't want to do that, but it does mean that you've got that as an option to help work you through. Also in that workbook, uh, we are only talking about what we target, but that book also covers a few things around specializing and how you talk about your messaging for what you do and how you can say it. So it will help you with your marketing. I really want you to be able to feel like you can do that. So let's get back to narrowing that arrow and making it from a nice big broad arrow, which is including everything into a lovely specifically sharp arrow that's going to be very clear exactly who you're targeting to. So there are seven ways, seven ways, and we're going to start with the first one. This one is a super easy one. And if you live in a regional area um, in New Zealand, Australia or beyond, and you don't have a huge population around you, this one could be the only thing that you use for your targeting. It is location. I remember the moment that I discovered that with Facebook ads that in America, a small audience is considered a million people because I'm from New Zealand and we have 5 million people, which means that my small audiences were way smaller than the audiences that they were using in America. If you've got a region that is less than a million people, potentially that's your location. If you're living in a town that's 60, 70, 300,000 or whatever that is, that could be your target market. You may not need to differentiate too much out of that little market. It's harder in a bigger town or a bigger city. But if your market is is quite small in terms of the geography, that can be part of your target market. If you add that with a little bit of the other ones we're talking here, that's enough. You don't have to think about the persona. Um, And that's quite a liberating thing. You know, like if you're in a service-based industry, like you're an osteo, a physio, a hairdresser, all of those sort of things, um, you know, um, optometrists, I've worked with quite a lot of people in those areas, often we're going, oh, you know, how do we target those people? Look, 
actually you just can say that you are the optometrist. If there's two of you in the store, just make your messaging better. And that's often enough. That is, that is truly often enough. So, um, so location may be one, number one. Number two, it might be desire. So this is a popular one for, for fashion, fashion brands or anyone like clothing brands, um, homewares brands, anything that I like shopping for on the internet. Um, and so desire is just simply you are feeding a desire of something that people want. Um, and we look at, if you, uh, if some of you may not have heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but there's a little triangle and at the bottom it's got your base needs. So if you're focusing on things like feeding that desire or um, around something like I don't know, um, clothing, shoes, beautiful things, plants, and you're feeding into that desire, you'll naturally attract people who want that thing. So that can also be a way to target, just talk more about it, evoke, use emotional language, use descriptive terms to make people go, I really need to have that in my life. Um, That will help, you know, if you're selling a linen shirt, talk to us about the crisp feel of it and how it softens on every wash, how it just feels so beautiful and breathable, even on a really hot day. You can see that I like clothes, but desire is another one that's really effective. You can just build desire and meet someone's desire and talk about it, and that can be part of your target market or target marketing. Um, So number one, location. Number two, desire. Number three, trends. So this would be like last year during the height of COVID-19 when people started selling hand sanitizer. It was a quick trend. Now, the problem with that is lots of people ended up making a lot of hand sanitizer that didn't end up selling. So if you're following a trend, you need to follow the trend carefully, be fast on it. You don't want to be the person that's like starting it two or three weeks later after everybody else. If trend marketing or trend targeting is the way that you want to do things, you have to be an early adapter. You can't be a middle of the road or late adapter. You have to be fast on it. There is literally often only a few days before you miss that point. And then you just end up with a whole lot of stock, Pokemons, anyone, that people don't really want to have. So if you want to do that one, it's highly effective. I personally wouldn't use it just because I would find that exhausting, but I definitely use trends in my marketing. I've recently done a whole bunch of stuff on reels because they're trendy. This is going to date if someone's watching this six months down the track or listening six months down the track. But whatever the new thing is, occasionally I'll capture it and I'll talk about it. But for the vast majority, I don't follow trends simply because it's exhausting for me. Uh, But I'm almost 50. So like maybe I'm just showing my old lady thing going on here. Like if you're young and you've got lots of energy, you may want to do trends. This is not just around services. It can be products or anything. You can just be following the trend and selling whatever is to that trend. And sometimes you'll get lucky and make your millions on it. And sometimes you won't. Um, I know someone who made millions on a photo app uh, right at the beginning when you can't do that now. So you have to be early in to get that one. So location, desire, trend. Number four, you might want to be solving a problem. So it might be a need. Uh, For us, it's do you need to get more customers? Solving a problem. Now, that means that we're not necessarily targeting to male or female or um, we work with small businesses, but they are big. Small businesses are a big range. You know, we're talking about people who have got like no turnover to, you know, hundreds, tens of millions of turnover normally, not the hundreds of million ones that don't tend to work with us. So that group there, that's a wide range, but often they have the same problems. They're not getting enough leads and they're not getting enough uh, 
targeted leads, they're not getting enough conversions on their websites, they don't know how to bring that in, they don't know how to do the social media, whatever it is, those problems are ones that we can resolve for them. So you might be solving a problem, you might be the tech gadget guy, you might be able to make um, someone's computer better, or you might be able to um, help with um, resolving neck pain or or whatever it is, but there might be a problem that you can focus, focus on, and that's not necessarily about someone's age or gender or social economic status. Um, people in pain will spend any type of money on it, even if they don't earn a lot of money. And it's one of the things I talk about in Allied Health. You know, um, someone will say, oh, I can't afford it. But when you've got a pain and, and it will not go away, people will pay for that pain to be resolved. Um, so, you know, targeting on social economic status isn't always the right way to do that if you are um, trying to market to those particular group of people. So solving a problem is a viable way to define your market. So we've got the first four we've done. Number one, location. Number two, desire. Number three, trend. Number four, problem. Now, I wonder if any of those are ones that you could use in your business. If they aren't, we've still got three. So let's just see if we can walk through them. Um, the number fifth one, five, number fifth, the fifth one is industry. Uh, industry is an interesting one for me, but we can define people on industry. I know businesses who go, I am going to only work with bookkeepers or I'm only going to work with lawyers or tourism. That one crashed and bombed a little bit last year. And I know someone who actually was only working in the tourism industry and obviously their business fell down and everything was hard, which was very sad, not just for them, but obviously for all those hundreds of businesses that were impacted by COVID-19. Yes, there's risk. Look, to be honest, with all of these things, there are risks involved with them. Um, so a, a location-based one is a very valid, oh, sorry, an industry-based one is a very valid one to do. Um, but you need to be aware that you need to kind of have something else. I normally say if you want to focus on industry, try and choose two industries that you can focus on so you've got a bit of spread. Um, or always having in mind what are the transferable skills I can take if this industry for some reason changes uh, because things do change. There are seasons and all of these things. Um, but industry is a great one. You know, you could be targeting marketing professionals or uh, clothing retailers or um, I've got a, a colleague and she only works with people in the health and wellness space. So you can really define by industry and that will naturally refine. Now, that means that there might be more males or females in there. So then we've got that target market, but you're not necessarily excluding in your marketing and saying, hey, babe, when you're talking to both males and females at the same time in your marketing, it can be broader. So we've got location. We've got desire, we've got trend, we've got problem, we've got industry. Number six, and this one is one that we use a lot at Identify, and it's one that's dear to my heart. Trying not to play favorites, but definitely is one that I love, and that is shared values. So I'm a true believer, and the more we expressing express our values, the more we get the clients that we love. And who doesn't want to work with people that they love, right? So expressing your working out what your values are first is, is kind of important. And it's not just the values you, you talk about on your website. So our three core values are follow the customer, um, keep it simple, and add value. But we have other underlying values. So things like 
your time and our time is really important. Um, we deli- you know, we'll deliver this, and which I guess is around that sort of add value and following the customer and things like that. So those values, my family values are really important. Um, I emailed a um, person in our team today and said, I never expect you to answer me in the weekend. Don't feel bad about that because our values are family at time is weekend time or weekend time is family time. Um, so I want, I want clients who also align with that value. They don't have to have a family, but they do need to value off and on time. Um, and to have that means that we work with people we love. So you can have a thing where the more you show your values and your marketing and talk about your values on your website and every contact and talk and express those, the more you naturally impact, attract people who resonate with those values and want to work with you. And because you've got the shared values, often you can work really well with them. Now, it's harder with product-based businesses, but for service-based businesses, using shared values is a really effective way to define your market, to define that target market. They will come out, they'll be attracted to you. It's why I often say show up. Um, In the previous podcast with um, Lauren Clement, she talked about how to show up more and then you find your people. And this is very much the same thing, to share your values, helps people find you and refine what you're doing. And then that last one, and the last one is my favorite. So we've got location, designer, desire, trend, problem, industry shared values at six so far and remember you can get the download that helps you record these and then go through and do a little bit of work around them at rachelclava.com slash podcast if you go to episode five um, you'll be able to see in the show notes there'll be a link there to um, go to a page you just have to fill in your email address and then you'll get the workbook um, because you know i am a marketer so i'm going to show you that you need to connect the email address you don't have to do it you can still listen to the podcast without it um and then the last one is personality uh, this is one that i held back from using for a long time um if people have seen my um, instagram page and some of the photos that i use promotionally I have chosen to use this as part of our uh, way of growing Identify. I didn't used to do that. I used to hide behind the fact we had a team and I wanted it to be about the team. But there is power in having personality there. And this works very, very well for small businesses that are product or Uh, service related. Um, One of the things I think is really important is when you've got a team is to have the leader of the business, the owner of the business, showing their personality immediately infuses the business with your values. And I'm very lucky in that my team also have excellent values, but I know it means that if something happens, if something for some reason, one of the clients gets a wrong end of the stick or something like that, they know they can come back to me. And that protects the business. They're not going to start talking about it everywhere else. They can come back and they can talk to me. The personality helps work through what we work through. And it can be left field or it can be straight down the line. It can be friendly and engaging, but you need to have show and display it so if you are someone who feels that they want to put themselves forward sometimes your defining of the market is just showing your personality showing yourself up and from that allowing people to come to you who's attracted to the way you are it's kind of easy right and they might be male or female young or old they're just attracted to the way you say things and how you do them so I'd like you to have a think we're all about taking action on this marketing podcast. So um, use the use the workbook if you want. You just go to rachelclava.com slash podcast, go to episode five and it'll be in the show notes, the link. But if you don't do that, think about those seven. I'll run down with you again. We've got location, 
desire, trend, problem, industry, shared values and personality and think what blend of those can I use to create a narrow arrow to get the right people in front of me that I want to buy from me, work with and have as my customers and clients. When we narrow the arrow, we get the right people listening to us, paying attention, building a fan base around us and more importantly, buying from us. So I would love to hear what you do and how you take action. And I'd love to hear um, what you're thinking about the podcast. You could put a review on um, or just send me a note. I'd love to hear how you're enjoying it. If there's anything you'd like me to be talking about, because this is your time and this is for you. And thanks for listening. Have a great week and I'll catch you next week. Next week we have Natalie Coombe. She's a pricing expert and she's amazing. So if you've got money mindset issues or you're not sure whether you're charging what you're worth, you need to listen to Natalie Coombe. Thanks for tuning in today to Map It Marketing with me, Rachel Claver. Make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And if you want notes or information about today's podcast, go to rachelclava.com slash podcast for more information.